We're just going to ask at this time if you have a child, they can now transition to the children's church ministry before Pastor Keith comes. Thank you. As our children go to be ministered to, can we stand to our feet? I know we've been in worship, but can we continue to worship him just for a moment? I believe so much happens in the midst of worship. So I want to give somebody an opportunity who didn't worship him to worship him now. Come on, say something to him. Tell him how much you love him. God, you're worthy and worthy to be praised. Come on, extend your hands to him. Lift your hands and tell him how much you love him. God, you're worthy and worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Many of us are trying to take, take care of stuff in our flesh that can only be done in the spirit. And God is saying, if you just worship me, all that energy that you're putting out in your flesh, I can do it in the spirit. Come on, worship him, worship him. You're worthy. As, as you worship, he's working it out. As you worship, he's working it out. As you worship, he's working it out. Work it out for your people, God. We worship you now. We honor you now. God, you are worthy and worthy to be praised. Forgive us, God, for trying to do it in our flesh. Let us be found in worship so that you can work it out. Work it out on our behalf now, we pray. There were some that didn't come to this altar, and God said, if you would only worship me, I'll work it out. I pray, God, that your people be moved to worship. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you can take up your Bibles, we're going to go to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. I've been telling y'all for a little minute we was going to get the TVs together. Can we give a hand clap of praise for my wife? Y'all clap for my wife. Because she, she got that put together. So I appreciate her labor. Second Peter chapter 1, I'm going to be looking at verse 9. Continuing my series on discerning the devices of the devil. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 9. When you have it, if you could just stand to your feet. And it reads as thus. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted. Somebody say short-sighted even to blindness and forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. It says, for he who lacks these things is short-sighted. Somebody say distorted. Even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. This morning as you take your seats, I want to minister from this subject, the device of distortion. The device of distortion. I, I talked about on last week, the device of deception. Somebody say deception. And deception is called to impede your progress. Somebody say progress. 
But the enemy uses the device of distortion to interfere with your perception. Somebody say perception. Because how you view yourself as a believer will determine the victory that you walk in as a believer. I hope y'all just heard what I just said. The, the, the way that I view myself, I heard you praying, Shakita, about the things that have gone on in our past. And the way we view ourselves will determine the victory that we walk in as a believer. The reason why many of us don't walk in victory is because we don't view ourselves in the place of victory. Somebody say distortion. Because you will never walk in what you don't deem yourself worthy of. So the enemy is always trying to distort our spiritual perception of ourselves. Notice what our foundational text says. It says one with a distorted view, notice this, has forgotten that he was cleansed by his old sins. So hear this, when we forget the places, the positions, and the postures in God that we find ourselves in, the enemy uses it against us to cause us to fall. Y'all heard what I just said? Whenever I forget the positions that God has placed me in, whenever I forget the posture that God has placed me in, it makes me subject to fall. Tell your neighbor, don't forget. Because we will fall based on faulty vision. I don't know about y'all. I got contacts in, y'all. I take these contacts out. I'm blind as a bat. All right? And faulty vision will cause you to fall. Alright, so that's why some saints, they need their glasses, they ain't got their glasses, they, 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 in, they in some big trouble, alright? Alright, my spiritual eyes have to be in order, alright? Because if not, I'll have faulty vision and it will cause me to fall. Alright, it's not that God has not equipped me with the things I need to walk in this journey. Somebody say it's faulty vision. Alright, and this is, notice this, I've got to remember, whatever God has spoken over my life, it will not return unto itself void. Alright, y'all got to hear this, Isaiah 55, 11 says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void. But it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent. That means every word spoken over my life, somebody say this with me, is definite. Right? But hear this, the enemy desires to distort my vision so that I'll deny it. Did y'all hear what I just said? So every word that he's spoken over my life, it's a definite word. It will not return unto him void. But here's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to distort your vision that you might deny the very thing that he called definite. The reason why too many of us fall to the enemy is because we, we deny stuff that God has called definite. I hope y'all heard what I just said. I, I, this is why the enemy uses the device of division so we can deny what the Lord has declared. What, what, what do I mean? When, when the Lord has declared that he'll never leave us nor forsake us, we deny it because of distortion. When the Lord says he's faithful to forgive me of every sin and cleanse me of all unrighteousness, I deny it because of distortion. When the Lord says he'll supply my very and every need, I deny it because of distortion. Yeah, yeah. That's why some saints, we give up on God. God, I know what your word says, but I deny it because of distortion. Don't allow the enemy notices to deny what God has called definite. Consider what the prophet Isaiah declared in Isaiah 59, 9b through 10. It says, we took, we look for light, but there is darkness. For brightness, but we walk in blackness. 
We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as we as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as at twilight, and we are dead men in desolate places. Now, in essence, Isaiah was saying, even in the midst of light, we can be lost. We've got too many believers in the midst of light and still lost. Right? Because their vision is distorted. So notice this. You can be free yet submit to captivity. Oh, Lord. You can be given peace but submit to confusion. You can be in the place of abundance but submit to lack. Because hear this. Whatever you see, you submit to. Did y'all just catch what I just said? Whatever I see, I'll submit to. So God can say, I've placed you in a land of abundance. But because I can't see my way out, I submit to lack. God, God says, I've delivered you from this addiction. But when I see everybody around me addicted, I submit to captivity. Tell your neighbor, I got to change what I see. And here's a sad commentary. Many of us, notice this, hear this, are defeated by stuff that God has already defeated. I don't want to be defeated by stuff God already defeated. And the only reason we're defeated by what God has already defeated is because we have a distorted view. It's distortion, distortion. So the question we got to ask ourselves is how then does the enemy distort our spiritual vision and our perception of ourselves? I'm going to answer that question this morning. So here's my first point. The first thing that the enemy does, if the enemy can condemn, the enemy can conquer. Wherever, whenever the enemy can condemn us, he can conquer us. Somebody say condemnation. The enemy wins when we condemn ourselves. Right? The enemy desires to distort how we view ourselves by way of condemning ourselves. Too many of us are condem condemning ourselves. I want y'all to consider Job. A lot of preachers preach on Job, but I want you to see something concerning Job. In chapter 1, Satan attacks Job's reputation, his riches, and his relationships. Somebody say his children. In chapter 2, Satan attacks his rest. Somebody say his health. And in chapters 3 through 8, Satan attacks Job's response. But notice this. Then in Job 9.20, Job attacks his own righteousness. Somebody say condemnation. All right, so, so notice what the text says, though I were righteous, my own mouth would condemn me. Though I were blameless, it would prove me perverse. So Satan, notices only came against Job, but it was Job who condemned himself. Many times the enemy comes against us, but he ain't got nothing to do with our condemnation. Tell, tell your neighbor, it got all to do with me. It got all to do with me and Job condemning himself. And notice this, it's one thing for somebody else to attempt to condemn me, but it's another thing when I condemn my own self. We've already got too many people that are trying to condemn us. Tell your neighbor, don't condemn yourself. I, I don't, I don't want to condemn myself. And notice this, the word condemn in Job 9 is the Hebrew word rasha, which means to inflict punishment. In other words, notice this, Job had declared punishment where the Lord had decreed a promise. Many of us are inflicting or declaring punishment over our lives where the Lord has already decreed a promise. I'm, I'm, I'm going to prove it with the text. I want, I, I want you to see something concerning this text, all right? Because at the place of Job's attack, there was a promise. 
right? There's always a promise before persecution. Y'all know that? I want you to tell your neighbor there's promise before persecution. The problem is, notice this, we allow the persecution to hinder us, somebody say condemnation, instead of holding on to the promise. Because notice this, if we want the enemy to win with the device of distortion, then don't respond to persecution. Remember the promise. Tell your neighbor, remember the promise. I'm I'm, going to prove it with the text. In verse 8 of Job 1, the Lord said this, have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him on the earth, a blameless, somebody say blameless, an upright man, somebody say upright. Who fears God and shuns evil. Somebody say there was a promise. Whenever persecution comes, I've got to go back to the place where God has declared a promise. So he decreed punishment over his life and God says, you're upright, you're righteous. You shun evil and you fear me. There was a promise on his life, but he he inflicted punishment on his own life. Tell your neighbor, don't condemn yourself. God called him upright, but it was Job himself who declared over his life that he was unfit. That was a distorted view. Because notice this, condemnation will always cause you to see opposite of where God sees you. It's it's, it's funny how in chapter 1, Job heard the promise over his life. But he allowed the attacks of the enemy to cause him to condemn his own self. I'm going to go through attack, but I ain't going to condemn my own self. Notice what Paul declares in Romans 14, 22 through 23. It says, happy is he who does not condemn himself and what he has approved. But he who doubts is condemned. The enemy attacks with condemnation, so we won't accept what God has approved. Tell your neighbor, I'm approved. We, we, we forget That we're approved by God because those in Christ, notice this, are not subject to condemnation. Somebody say none. None. That's Romans 8 and 1. It's important to note that those who condemn themselves, I want you to hear this, not only produce distortion in their sight, but even more, they pronounce death over their souls. Some of this stuff that we speak out and declare over our life because we don't believe God can use us in that way. We don't believe that we're fit to be forgiven by God. Matter of fact, it's not that I simply have a distorted sight, but I pronounce death over my soul. I I want y'all to hear what I just said because one Greek word of condemnation is this word krema, which means judgment or sentence that notices that carries an irreversible effect. Did y'all just catch what I just said? Whenever I condemn myself, I place judgment over my life and notice this, somebody say it's irreversible. And we wonder why we can't come out of this mindset that we have. We wonder why that this, 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 we, we love to say this, this spirit of poverty or lack mindset that I can't come out of is because we've condemned ourselves and the Bible says that we place judgment over our minds. Notice this, that is irreversible. That's a sad place for a believer. So you wonder why this believer is walking in cycles of defeat, in cycles of lack, in cycles of where they can't view themselves in light of God is because they condemn their own selves and somebody said with me, it's irreversible. 
That's a dangerous place to be. And the enemy is subtle, y'all. Condemnation will cost us too much, both our sight and our soul. And whenever it moves from sight to soul, I want y'all to hear something. It's one thing when your sight ain't right, but it's another thing when your soul ain't right. It, it, it's, it's the place of your emotions. Y'all know they, they, they had a song. Some of y'all might be too young for this, but my eyes playing tricks on me. I, and so, so basically, it was not that their sight was messed up. Their eyes were simply playing tricks on them. But when it resides in my soul at this point, my emotions get involved with my sight. And whenever my emotions get involved in my sight, what is really not there now becomes real. I hope y'all just heard what I just said. Because now you're in your feelings. Now, 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 my emotions are stirred up in what really is not there. And now I've caused an irreversible effect upon my life. Somebody say condemnation. So, so, so the first thing that we got to remember is that there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. So notice this. Some of y'all got to start, stop partnering with the enemy. When I condemn my own self, I partner with the enemy on my own demise. I hope y'all just heard what I just said. Whenever I condemn myself, I partner with the devil in my own demise. He ain't even got to do no work. He just got to get you to condemn yourself. See yourself opposite in which the way God sees you. So here's the first thing. Somebody say condemnation. condemnation. Y'all ain't going to like this, but here's the second thing. Somebody say company. Not only does condemnation produce distortion, but the company we keep can as well. All right? Because notice this. In the natural, the atmosphere can dictate your ability to see it, the atmosphere, the atmosphere. Somebody say the atmosphere. Right? In, in the natural, it, it dictates my ability to see, and it's no different in the spirit. Right? Because the company you keep will determine the climate you're confined to. Right? As your mama used to tell you, be careful about the company you keep. Right? 1 Corinthians 15.33 reminds us that company corrupts character, but it will also corrupt the climate that you're in as well. I, 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 y'all probably saying, what do you mean? What do you mean, Pastor Keith? Because the perception of peers, notice this, can be persuasive. You get around some folk, the, the, the perception of my peers can be real persuasive. Right? I, and, and this is why you got to make sure you are in the spirit because you can be around a whole bunch of folk that see one thing, but you better be in the spirit so you can see what God sees. Right? Because notice this, in the... And, and folk that ain't in the spirit, we will submit to the majority of what my peers see. And you wonder why we find ourselves in a place of distortion. Because the perception of peers can be persuasive. Right? Consider the men that Moses has sent notices to simply perceive the land that the Lord had already promised. I don't know if that's up there. But let's look at the text in Numbers chapter 13, verse 31 through 33. Notice what these men said. We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature, there we saw the giants, notice this, the descendants of Anak 
came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. Somebody say in their own sight. And so were we in their sight. Notice this. The problem is that this company couldn't see what God had seen. Therefore, the enemy always desires to keep you connected with company. They can't see what God is doing. I want to be around folk that can see what God is doing in the spirit realm. I, I know, I, and, and notice this. This, this, this for me, y'all. I'm, I'm receiving this for myself. Right? Many people saying the, the housing market is just too high to buy, but I can see in the spirit realm that it's coming down. You know why it's coming down? Because God know I need a house. So I'm, 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 I'm trying to get around folk that can see what God is doing. Right? Because I don't expect, notice this, and notice this, I don't expect those connected with me, y'all got to hear this, to see all that God is doing for me and around me. I, I don't expect that. But I hope those connected to me would have sense enough even more the maturity enough to seek God even when they can't see God. Did y'all hear what I just said? Many of us, when we can't see God, we fold. When we can't see God, I'm going to get in my little house. I'm going to lock myself up in my little room because I can't see God. But some of us got to get around folk even when you can't see them. I need you to have sense enough to seek them. Because notice this. There's going to be times in your own life where you can't see God. And you're going to need somebody. Can, you, can, can we connect together in the spirit so that we can seek God together? Uh, you might not see all that, that God is doing around me and for me, but have sense enough to seek him. Right? Because notice this. Consider verse 1 and 2 of Numbers 13. It says, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, send men to spy at the land of Canaan which I'm giving to the children of Israel. I want y'all to notice something. He never said make an assessment. Did y'all hear what I just said? He never said make an assessment. He just said go see the land. I just need you to see the land that I'm about to give you. And they took it upon themselves to make an assessment. If I tell you, girl, that I got a vision that God has given me and I just want you to take you to see it, I don't need your assessment. The, and notice this, the reason why many of us didn't marry the man that we were supposed to marry, because God told us that was the man to marry, we let somebody else give an assessment on it. I just said, I just need you to meet this man. We, the reason why many of us don't start the job or the business that God has declared over our lives, I just want you to see the business venture. I don't need you to make an assessment. And we got people around us that make assessments on what God has already spoken. I tell people all the time, I wouldn't be up here preaching. I wouldn't be pastor in no church if I allowed the assessments of people to tell me about what God has already spoken. God said, just go, just go see the land. I'm, 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 I'm going to give you the land. And notice this, it was a promise. It was a promise. The problem is, uh, uh, the Lord revealed it, notice this, to Moses. The Lord would have revealed it to them as well. Y'all heard what I just said? If the Lord could reveal it to Moses, he would have revealed it to them as well. How do I know? Because Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seeking you will find. Knock and it will be open. Tell your neighbor, stop looking with your natural eyes. 
And here's a word of wisdom. Others always won't see what you see in the spirit. And because of that, many notices will attempt to question or notices contradict your vision. So hear this. I'm, I'm going to say something and I'm going to say it and I don't get mad at me. Get mad at the book. Don't get mad. Just move on. Y'all heard what I just said? When you get folk around you that may not always see what God has showed in your life, and they notice this, they will question the vision or even more so contradict the vision. Don't get mad. Tell your neighbor, move on. You better find you some different company. Find you some different company. All right? Why, and and why, why is this so significant? Because the company you keep can cost you more than your vision. The company you keep can be the death of you. This is why Jesus was always rebuking blind guides. Look, throughout the gospel, the, the, the Bible would say that Jesus would rebuke these blind guides, these Pharisees that were trying to lead people on a path that they had no clue where they was going themselves. He, he would always rebuke them. And notice what Matthew 15, 14 says. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, then both will fall into a ditch. Every now and then, you can't be afraid to ask the company you keep. Notice this, what you see. Because what you see could be the death of me. I, 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 at times, notice this. I, I, when God is speaking some stuff over my life, and, and I've got to do this because he's my assistant pastor, i got to ask Pastor Cole, what you see, Pastor Cole? I, and and, and, and I'm, I'm, I want to make sure, one, that we don't want to call I, but the other thing is I want to make sure that what you see won't be the death of me. Right? So don't be afraid for those that are connected to you in this journey. What, what do you see concerning my life? What do you see that God is doing with my life? You're supposed to be praying with me. When are you just supposed to be going out to Applebee's? I, I, need, I, need, to know, I need to know what you see concerning me. All right? Because we need people around us not notice this, that don't just hear God, because everybody claim they hear God, y'all. But I need some folk that can see God. Right? Because, and you got to ask them, can you see God's hand? Can, can you sense God's presence? Can you see, notice this, God's purpose in the midst of the enemy's attack? Many people can't sense God's purpose in the midst of the enemy's attack. All right, so here, here's what they do. When your husband ain't doing you right, girl, yeah, he ain't no good, he ain't this, he ain't that. I need you to see, can you see God's purpose? I know he acting a fool, I can see that. I need to see God's purpose in the midst of attack. When, when, when I know my children are acting a fool, girl, I know he acting a fool, I can see that. But can you see the purpose even in the midst of the enemy's attack? Y'all got to get y'all some new company. Tell your neighbor, get you some new company. I saw something the other day. I saw something the other day where a three-year-old just got abducted. And and, and it it was a man that the the family knew. In this day and age, when... When, 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 when kids are getting abducted, when, when people are killing their mothers and, and, and children are killing parents, this is a season where I don't just need people to see in the natural, I need people to see in the spirit. Right? We've got to step up 
are level of those that we're connected to. Somebody say this, and I don't even know what it means, but y'all say level up. Like that, that, you know, the, the young folks, I ain't even young no more. They, they, they say you got to level up. We got to level up with those that we're connected to. I don't, I don't, I'm tired of being around them folk that just, y'all, you, you still re- reading Genesis 1. I, I, need, I need some more than that. I, I know, I, I, you still focus on Jesus' wept. I need more than that. And, and, and it's too much going on, y'all. I need, I need more than that. Tell your neighbor, I need more than that. And, I, and notice this, it's, it's the pure of heart that see God. That's Matthew 5 and 8. And herein lies the problem with many of us. We choose our company, notice this, based on their prosperity. We choose our company based on their popularity. And we choose company based on their platforms. But hear this, you better start choosing folks based on their purity. it's It's a lot of folk that got platforms. The devil got platforms. It's a lot of folks got popularity. Notice this, I was watching, y'all don't say nothing about Pastor Keith, but I saw a segment of the Hip Hop Awards on BET. The devil got popularity. All right? And, and notice this, that the, the devil has prosperity. But I need those that have a level of purity that can see God. And I, I ain't saying you're perfect, but are you pursuing, hear this, the things of God? That my eyes might be open. I, I need some different kind of folk around me. I'm sorry. I'm looking for the pure at heart. And notice this. Here's the good news concerning the pure at heart. While y'all chasing popularity, while y'all chasing platform, while y'all chasing prosperity, whenever you can align with those that are pure, the prosperity will come. Get me connected with some pure at heart folks, and we can see God. The Bible says, I'll teach you ways to get wealth. But the only way he'll teach you is if you can see him. So I've got to get connected with some folk that can see God. If we want to ensure that the enemy is not successful in using the device of distortion in our lives, we must be careful of the company we keep. Y'all better do an inventory on them folks. Somebody say do an inventory. So, So here's the first thing. I said many of us condemn ourselves. All right, the enemy wants us to see opposite in which God, the way God sees us. So we condemn ourselves. Somebody say condemnation. Amen. And the second thing is, it's the company you keep. Just like in the natural, the company you keep can't dictate the climate that you're in. And here's the last thing. Somebody say curses. curses. All right, what we, dis- de- um, um, what we see is determined by how we receive what is spoken. All right, I hope y'all just caught that. What I see is determined by how I receive what is spoken. Somebody say curses. Curses. Word curses. And herein lies the reason why many believers walk in defeat. All right? Because they receive curses that should have been rejected. Oh, y'all don't like this. Because notice this, curses are a choice. Tell your neighbor, curses are a choice. I ain't talking about cussing, y'all. Y'all like, y'all good at cussing. I'm talking about curses. All right? This is why God declared this to the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 11.26. Is that up there? No, no, this. Behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. Somebody say it's a choice. God presented a choice. They had a choice to be cursed. Tell your neighbor, you got a choice to be cursed. So don't choose to be cursed. 
It's as simple as that, y'all. If we can be honest, if we can be honest, many of us are still struggling with curses that were spoken of us years ago. What, what do I mean? The, che- the teacher told us we want to accomplish nothing. Somebody say a curse. So, and when we, we receive what should have been rejected, right? That significant other notices that told us we weren't attractive, somebody say that was a curse. That parent that rejected us, somebody say a curse. The very things that we should have rejected, we received. And many times it was dependent upon notices, the company you kept. These curses have shaped how we view ourselves, notice this, even on today. The devil is a lie. And, and, and I can say this with great confidence. Notice this, those who spoke curses over us couldn't see God anyway. Y'all received stuff from folk that couldn't see God anyway. I, because this is why my grandma prayed over my life even though I was bad in school. Y'all, y'all hear what I just said? I, I used to get, when, when I was in elementary, they graded you based on your conduct, and it was like, you get ones to fives. I used to get twos and ones, y'all. All right? My grandma used to whoop me, don't do this no more, as soon as I got out the shower. What, that, she used to tear my behind up. But notice this, she used to punish me and pray for me. And the only reason why she could punish me and pray for me because she knew that there was a prophecy over me. I, so, so many times I've got to be around people. The people who spoke stuff could not see the prophecy over my life. So, so I don't care that you told me I wasn't attractive. No, it's a man over there that think I'm good, that I look real good. He may not be here today, but he on the way. Tell you no, but he on the way. I, I know you said I would never accomplish anything, but there's a prophecy over my life. For the Bible declares that I knew you before I formed you. Hear this in your mother's womb. I need people to know the very prophecy over my life. And we've received curses from people who couldn't see God anyway. Even in my mess, you need to be able to see the miracle that God is working this is why some of y'all don't treat folk the right way today, all right? Because all we look at is in the natural, all right? So when people get on our nerves, when we can't get, get along with certain people, I know you, you can easily see the mess, but I need God, God reveal unto me the miracle that has not yet manifest, but the one that you're working in our life. Y'all, get your, get your, tell your neighbor, get your eyes together. Get your eyes together. And because, notice this, don't believe the blind, and notice this, stop giving petty people so much power. Y'all don't give folk that don't go to church too much power. Y'all give folk that ain't got no relationship with God too much power. And notice this, some folk can be in church preaching the word with no power. I don't want to give nobody that much power. Your life raggedy. I don't know. I, listen, I was, I was not searching for this. It just popped up in my timeline about the pastor. Anybody on Facebook? The pastor who did something to somebody who ain't their wife. I'm not gonna reveal that to y'all. But if y'all just caught that, that was somebody that was preaching that had no power. And we let these same folk condemn us. 
We let these same folks speak curses over us, and then we receive it for our lives. And notice this. Here's what happens. Somebody say distortion. And the enemy, notice this. I want y'all to hear something. The enemy uses these people with no power to cause us to bear things that God has already broken. Did y'all catch what I just said? Many of us are bearing things over our lives that God says, I've already broken that over your life. Here's, go, go, go to the next scripture for me. Galatians 3.13. It says, Christ has redeemed us. Somebody say rescued. From the curse of the law, having become, notice this, a curse for us. That means every curse that has been spoken is being spoken and will be spoken has no room in our lives. Did y'all just catch what I just said? Every curse that is spoken over our lives, every curse that is being spoken over our lives, and every curse that will be spoken over our lives has no room. Because God himself, Jesus says, I've become a curse for us. In other words, everything that we're trying to bear, that the enemy wants us to bear, girl, you ain't no good. Girl, you will never be nobody. Girl, there's no call on your life. You will never have no man. You will never have no wife. Every curse has already been broken. That's good news to me. It is. That is good news. Even more, notice this. Do we, not only do we need to be careful of the curses that others spoke over our lives, We've got to be careful of the curses we speak, speak over our own lives. Because notice this, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Because even this, notice this, even what's subtle can be Satan. Did y'all just catch what I just said? Even what's subtle can be Satan because he's cunning and crafty. Because we say things like this, I'll never be married. Somebody say that's a curse. I'll never have kids. Somebody say, that's a curse. God will never use me in that way. Somebody say, a curse. I had to be careful even concerning my own life, and I've shared this in this church. When I realized, I started to contemplate in my mind that maybe me and Serena ain't ordained to have kids. And Serena had already told me that the Lord has spoken this over her womb. But I was getting ready to part my lips and declare Something that God has already broken. Many, the reason my, many of us walk in these levels of bondages is not because God ain't broken it. It's because we spoke it. Sometimes, like the old saying say, we can be our own worst enemy. We can be our own worst enemy. Speaking of that, we got we to gotta, um, think about the things that we've spoken over our lives. Because words have weight. And many of us have received word curses that should have been rejected. And as a result, our spiritual perception has now been distorted. And notice this, the promises of God require, somebody say this, participation. Yet our distorted perception by way of personal word curses have caused us to pronounce death. Notice this on what the Lord has promised. So it's not that God has not promised it. So here's what I'm trying to say. Every promise requires a level of participation. So if God says, Keith, I need you to start this nonprofit ministry working with at-risk young men, there's a level of work that needs to take place before the promise could be made manifest. 
But here's what the enemy wants to do. The enemy wants a word curse to go forth. Right? And once that word curse goes forth, I receive it. Now I make no steps to participate in the promise. Did y'all just catch what I just said? And then we begin to believe that God has not promised it, but the only thing is we have not participated in it. Y'all, y'all got to catch that. Somebody say, curses. So notice this. We write the obituary. Right? We set up the funeral before God even has an opportunity to manifest the promise. I don't want to speak curses over stuff and receive it. The enemy's will for distortion in our life is made manifest by the word curses we receive. Tell your neighbor, reject the curses. So here I'm going to end with this. The victory that you can't see, notice this, will continually be the victory that you can't seize. All right? The victory that I can't see will always be the victory that I can't seize, the one that I can't take hold of. I've got to be able to see it. I've got to see the victory first. Somebody say, see the victory first. And this is why the enemy uses the device of distortion. Therefore, the enemy, notice this, attempts to condemn us. He attempts, um, and I want to say something about this. Because of our past, many of us condemn ourselves and we negate our future. Because we think certain sins make us ineligible for what God is trying to do next. Y'all say that he's able. Now, you ain't got to say it. I'll say it for you. The Bible Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And notice this. Cleanse us. Somebody say all. All righteousness. I don't care what. I don't care all unrighteousness. Thank you, Miss Cindy. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. Don't condemn yourself. The enemy desires to surround us, notice this, with blinded company. We got to level up, y'all. We got to level up with those that we're connected to. In this season, when I was a baby Christian, I could just hang around any kind of Christian. I could hang around any kind of saint. I didn't care. I know we've all been given a measure of faith, but I need some saints with another level of faith. All right? Because in this season, when, when the enemy is running rampant on the earth, and notice this with Job, that God said, Satan, where have you been? Going to and fro. We, we are battling an enemy that has been going to and fro in our lives. Y'all, y'all might not want to believe that, but you, that's why you go through one thing to another attack to another attack. Because notice this, he's going to and fro. And the only reason he's getting victory is because we're not discerning the devices. So I need some saints when even when I can't see. And it's, it's so much in this, y'all, but I'm going to be done soon. Notice the company that Job kept. Notice the three friends that came around. And the friends had no clue and could not see what God was doing in the midst of persecution. Y'all got, y'all got folk around. Y'all said, nah, baby, maybe that was a sin you had a couple years ago. No, nah, maybe it's because you, you ain't tithing like you should, baby. Maybe, maybe it's because your attendance in church ain't in order, but you don't know that I was handpicked by God. I need some folk that can see, y'all. And, and, and notice this, the enemy wants us to receive word curses spoken over our lives. Yet even more, here's how we come trapped and distortion. Somebody say contemplation. This is why Proverbs 23, 7, I don't know if we have it. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. 
For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Therefore, if we don't govern our thought life, our thought life will govern us. And this is the place, notice this, where distortion prospers. God knows the thoughts that he has towards us, but do your thoughts align with his? Did y'all hear what I just said? God knows the thoughts that he has towards us, but do our thoughts align with his? The reason why many of us become trapped in distortion, because as a man thinketh, so is he. Our prayer must be, as Philippians 2.5, let this mind be in me, which is also in Christ Jesus. Because notice this, correct the vision in the spirit, rest in what resides in our contemplation in the spirit. Y'all heard what I just said? My correct vision in the spirit, I don't, I don't need no glasses, I don't need no contacts. It rests in my contemplation in the spirit. Tell your neighbor what's on your mind. You got to ask yourself, what's on your mind? I thought life. We can rest assured. That's why we got to bring every thought under subjection. Then we can rest assured that God will open the eyes of our heart so that we won't be defeated by the device of distortion. Here's what I want to do. There's somebody that may be saying, I've condemned myself. I received stuff that I shouldn't receive. I didn't realize it was just the attack of the enemy. But I condemn my own self. If that's you, I want to pray for you. For there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Some of you may be saying, I live with the company that has distorted my view. And I got to figure out a way to get myself from around them. If that's you, I want to, I want to pray for you. Somebody may be saying, I'm still struggling with word curses. That was spoken over my life years ago. If that's you, I want to pray for you. Somebody right now is being defeated because of a distorted view. And if that's you, I want to pray with you. Anyone?